Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. This is my third season. Um, Very excited. Uh, I started, actually, I started in the middle of 2017. So I guess it's technically I'm calling it the third season of the show, but I've been doing this for, wow, two and a half years, something like that. Uh, And the platform of Anchor has changed so much since I started. Um, Not only uh, have I grown, I think, as a podcaster, but also um, the platform has changed. I mean, I, I don't know if other people talk about it because we used to have more of a community. The first people who listened to my podcast outside of my family uh, and friends um, were other podcasters on Anchor. And it was a network of people who really encouraged each other and pushed each other and wanted to see each other's show be successful. So I thank them all the time. You know, they were so instrumental in giving me confidence and helping me realize that this is really something I I wanted to do. I wasn't just uh, picking up my phone and and randomly talking, which is what I thought I was doing. <laughs> um, all of this came about because Gary V. I was um, working from home, so I had a lot of uh, I needed space and time, you know, things to fill the background noise. And I would listen to a lot of Gary V. And he was like, you guys need to get in on audio. There's this app called Anchor. I'm not invested in it. But I think if you get in on it now, you know, you'll, you you can be a leader on uh, this new platform. So I was like, well, OK, I'll check it out. I've always kind of I was a blogger. Um, I said, so I'll check this uh, podcasting thing out. It's pretty much like blogging, except easier because I don't have to. Uh, you know, look for punctuation and things. So I stopped blogging, uh, I don't know, probably like several years ago. So this was a fun way to express myself. And then uh, Anchor, the community was so, so nice and supportive. And uh, literally people just said the kindest things, you know, Um, and we had a community. And then Anchor just like blew that up and change the format (laughs) and it just became harder to find each other you couldn't really put links you couldn't really it wasn't as easy to deal with other podcasters and everybody's podcast that I follow has grown immensely so you know you have a life and a job and um, I do anyway and it's hard to uh, make a podcast and listen to podcasts uh, because I don't I don't work from home anymore and I don't have a lot of time for background. I mean, my job is hopping. I'm I'm moving most of the time, and um, I don't really have a, a ton of time like I did in 2017. So um, having said all that, I would like to get back to more of a community, but it's gone, especially now that Spotify owns Anchor. And good for Anchor. I'm not complaining about it. Growth is important. It, it matters in business. <laughs> you need to grow your platform. And uh, they've done a masterful job of that. Uh, they blew up the community part, and I complained about it mightily, but I understand it as a business person. You have to grow and keep yourself relevant. You know, all around me, I'm watching businesses, 100-year-old businesses are closing all around St. Louis. Um, and it's It's sad. You know, I have a little bit of nostalgia and I do believe some of those things will come back. 
You know, I believe in the future there will be a time when you can go back to a full service gas station because craft matters. People will pay for a, a, a great experience and for craft work. You know what I mean? And in uh, service. And if it's good, people will pay for it again. So the problem with it in the past was, you know, you're paying extra for the gas and you weren't getting great service, you know. So anyway, uh, my one prevailing thought this morning that that's on my brain and I want to share with you guys is I struggle with um, not thinking in the past. As I've uh, been talking about a lot lately, a big deal for me is to, to, to cut the refractory time of when something annoys me, how long it annoys me. Because if it annoys you for longer than five minutes or so, um, you've, you've started to introduce chemicals and stress into your body um, to compensate for a stressor, you know. And uh, when we were primitive in hunting animals, you know, and your adrenaline goes up or the animal's hunting you, <laughs> your adrenaline goes up, uh, you were fine for short-term bursts of stress. It's, it's these long-term bursts of stress that are basically killing humans. I mean, what, whatever isn't killing us through disease, we're invoking other people to kill us through uh, the way we talk and the way we treat each other. I mean, we are all under some uh, stress. Uh, and so, again, I recommend meditation. I wish schools would implement meditation, uh, just breathing techniques to change your energy uh, and to calm the F down. Uh, especially some of our young people just really have no impulse control. You know, people are, you know, they just don't think things through. And uh, you pick fights with somebody now, you may not emerge the victor. You may kick his butt, but he's going to come back and shoot you or he'll shoot you right there on the spot. I've seen that happen too. So, you know, you have to uh, figure out how to calm down basically. And uh, that's going to be a recurring theme for me because it's something that I'm not living at that scale, but it is hard. And here's a a test for you today. How many thoughts are you thinking? Because we think scientists believe we think somewhere between 90 to 100,000 thoughts a day. Okay. And a very large percentage of those, almost all of those are the exact same thought we had, the same thoughts we had the day before. So that's mind-blowing, right? Like, wait, what? Am I just literally rethinking the same things every day? And maybe that's, and no, that's not a maybe. That's why my life looks the way it looks. Because your life is really just a uh, outer reflection of how you feel about yourself on the inside. So um, if you don't like your life, if you are unhappy in your marriage, you hate your job, your kids, meh, you're so, so on. Yo, that's you. All of that is a reflection of how you feel about yourself and your life. Those are your thoughts manifested, which nobody likes to hear if you're unhappy. This is not my fault. Yeah, because nothing's nobody's fault. I get it. But that's not true. It's not. That's just not the way life works. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be accountable for your own decisions and you got to be accountable for the way you view those decisions. 
You know, you're never going to be a successful business person if, if your inner talk is, you're so stupid every time you make a mistake. Like, I've never said that to myself. It made me shudder just saying it right now, and I wasn't even talking to myself for real. I don't talk to myself like that. My inner talk is like, good job, keep going, you're doing good, stay focused, come on now. You know, that's how I talk to myself in my head <laughs> when I need a pep talk. Come on now. You're doing good. Don't get like the, but I've heard people say, oh, you sound stupid. Like who talk? I, I could never talk to myself like that because I'm not stupid. You know, anyway, it, you think it's a small thing, but it's not as big. It's a big thing. You got to be kind to yourself. Got to be nice to yourself. You got to stay focused. And today your task is how many thoughts are you actually thinking that are new thoughts? Catch yourself. If it's, if it's something you thought yesterday or it's something you were mad about yesterday, you got to catch yourself and refocus that energy onto the future. Be present in the moment enough to catch it and then focus on your future. And it's going to be hard because I try to do it every day and it is hard because it's a lot of stuff that's, you know, not awesome that ha- is happening around me sometimes. And it's like, how can I not focus on this? <laughs> how can I not notice the elephants all up in the room? But you have to. That's how that's how you learn to change your life, to change your brain, to change the way you're thinking and ultimately get to where you say you want to go. So this is good stuff. You know, not patting myself on the back, but because it's not mine. I mean, I listen to this stuff. And when I hear something that's like, I want to share it and I want to share that with you. Also, congratulations. Like, really do it. Really, really try to catch yourself thinking, you know, the same old thoughts. And uh, if you're frustrated or disappointed or angry or whatever in your life, if, if it's not where you want to go, that is going to be a very, very useful tool in your arsenal to to help redirect your energy and change your life, to set the tone for 2020, uh, to change it. And so good luck. It's hard, though, but good luck. And that's the definite path to the winner's circle. Now I'm going to switch topics, which I was trying to do abruptly 30 seconds ago. Uh, the Dave Chappelle Mark Twain Award program last night on PBS, fantastic. Listen, the N-word is not my word. It's Dave's word, obviously. He loves it. And, but it's just a noun for him. Like, it's, I don't even think it's racially attached for him. It's just a word he uses like dude or fools or clowns or whatever. Like, And the fact that he doesn't consider himself to be one is deep, deep, deep. I love Dave Chappelle. He is a deep human being, funny, thoughtful, sensitive kind. I would love to have lunch with Dave Chappelle. He seems like he would just crack you up, but, and also make you think way harder than you want to think at lunch. Like, damn, can't we just have some lunch, Dave? You know, but that's cool. Cause I'm that person for other people. <laughs> I I get it. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations to Dave. He, he, um, uh, he is a giant of comedy, mainly because his comedy is based on real things. He's not even telling jokes, man. That's what's deep. He's talking about the world, the way he sees it. And I know there's craft there. I'm not disparaging that. But in my mind, he's not even telling jokes. You know, he is 
he is uh, reinterpreting the world as as he sees it. And we happen to be in that same world. And you may or may not view things the way he views them. But he's just telling you. He's really uh, sharing the movie that is his life with us. And his life is expansive and thoughtful. And he considers things. And uh, he shares that. And it's just deep. It's really, really deep. Congratulations to Dave Chappelle on that. Uh, I forgot to mention I watched the Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, The Reckoning thing. Um, yeah, I, that one, yeah, that one's deep. I mean, listen, I understand that it's his family states that he was molested and there are a lot of people who were molested. It didn't turn into an apex predator. I do believe he is predatory. I don't doubt that, um, the people who are coming forward. Yes, there may be some other things. Yes, they may have been bought off and yes, they may have, tried to use this as a come up in some way, but that doesn't make what happened to their daughters any less tragic or what happened to the women any less tragic. Um, And think about all the ones we don't know about. Think about all the ones who aren't brave enough or even they're not even to the place where they can come out and talk about it to anybody. Like think about all the people we don't know about. Um, that this probably happened to. And I believe the majority of the victims, I just do. They're in a certain line of work. There are people who, there are things that victims don't want to tell you. And the more reluctant they are to share, the more, uh, the chances of them being honest is there. You know, if somebody's like, I'll talk, then they're probably not really a victim. I, I could be wrong. I'm not saying this from science. I'm just saying this from looking at case after case after case. It's like some people, victims are, victims speak in a certain way and they share certain things. And I'm not saying that someone can't get in someone's head and make them believe they were a victim. Uh, I I do believe people can be coached up to be victimized. Uh, But I do believe that some people experience trauma and they reveal it in a certain way. And that lets you know that it really happened. So I don't know what to make of R. Kelly. I haven't been able to really listen to his music in years. He was easy for me to mute. Uh, it, it was Michael Jackson that's been the problem. Because Michael Jackson is the fabric of my childhood. All the way through college. Um, I listened to Michael Jackson, sang Michael Jackson songs. I mean... Everybody did Shamon. Shamon! You know what I mean? Like Michael Jackson is a part of uh, popular culture in a way that I can't erase or mute. But I could mute R. Kelly pretty easy. I was never that huge of a fan of his music. Um, But yeah, that's pretty deep. I think you should watch the docuseries and draw your own conclusions. Um, But yeah that it's 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 interesting it's very very interesting and the nature of how you can do something for so long and please stop telling me well none of the white people are going to jail listen it wrong is wrong and there's no need to do a comparison harvey weinstein is going to jail uh i'm almost certain he's going to have some issues and troubles in a jail record and um 
they just got charged. He just got charges drawn up on him in L.A. So now he's got New York and L.A. charges. And, and more and more people are going to feel emboldened and be like, well, yeah, he raped me too. You know what I mean? Like, this is horrible. Um, it's awful. It's awful to even contemplate or consider. Uh, these are young women uh, who are having their lives derailed by sexual um I don't even, sexual depravity. I don't even know what it is. It's like this power and control thing. It's, it's not, it's not what's up, man. And the damage is, I mean, it's, it's heavy. It really is. I recommend watching the docuseries and draw your own conclusions. Like I said, you know, but, uh, it's not racial. I think it's also, he, you pick who, you know, your victims will be and, R. Kelly, like low income, abused girls from hard scrapple backgrounds that he seemed to be able to manipulate and and sort of demand their attention and allegiance to him. It's deep, man. It is really, really deep. Um, And the amount of healing and energy that has to go into that. I just, you know we need to be kinder to each other and recognize when people have problems it ain't gonna go away and just because it's not your problem doesn't mean it's not a problem so yeah i know wednesday got all deep but you do still have an assignment which is pay attention to what you're thinking about and try to have some new thoughts new thoughts equal new life happy wednesday